This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Did you have a sexy week? I had a sexy week. Actually, it was more like a stressful week, but that's okay because tonight we're going to be talking heart health on the program, and that is sure to help. Good evening. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse in the field of sexual health, author of the book Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other. I'm a researcher, blogger, clinician, TED speaker, and your resource to help start that conversation, answer your questions, and help you discover new and exciting things about sex, health, your body, your love life, your relationship. I make no innuendos, no judgments, and certainly no apologies just fearless, straight-up talk about sex and health. This is not just a sex show, it's a health show too. It's a relationship show as well, but I just seduce you with the sex. Let's hope for you it will be illuminating, educational, get you thinking, and get you having a little bit more fun. So please stay with me. There is an aspect of sexual health that is dark, and that is the area of sexual abuse, unwanted sexual advances, pedophilia, and rape. Of course, for those of you who have been sexually abused in any way, you are never far from my heart. I wish you all the best on your healing journey, and I keep you in my prayers. And I'm always so saddened with every story I hear, and I hear far too many. Do put the kitties to bed. This is a sex show. Grab your wine, your lover, and do join me. You can always call me, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can email me, sextalk.com at cknw.com. Good evening, Matt. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. Thanks. That's so great. So uh, how, how was your week? Was it good? Yeah, they always go by really quick. It's like I'm always sitting in this chair talking to you. Don't they <laughs> just whip by? Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to whip myself over from, I had a little, it was a little bit of a stressful week. I had an emergency at work, and that's never good, especially in the field of sexual health. And uh, so I had to go from Surrey at 3.42 in the afternoon on Tuesday to the Harbor Air, down to the uh, airport down there on the harbor. I didn't even know that this, I didn't even realize that this, I was in Surrey, that the South Terminal actually has um, seaplanes flying out of there. I could have gone there, but no. It was 54 minutes, the uh, GPS said, to get to downtown. I'm sure it was. Yes, it was. And um, I managed to get there within three minutes of the cutoff time for the, the oh, flight. Oh, that's good. I thought so. there was going to be a little more of a horror story there. No, no. But it, there was a little. It could have been a horror story. As I ran, I, as I pulled into the parking lot, I, I was thinking, I'm always 10 steps ahead, thinking, okay, the parking, I've got to put my credit card in. I've got to find the machine. You never know where it is. I've got to park in a, you know, a good spot. And then I see valet. And I just hand the key to some guy. <laughs> and, and, he, you know, and I run down there. And I'm running down. And literally, I'm dropping things. My pants are falling down because they were a little bit too big. <laughs> and, and then I just thought, hold it, girlfriend. You know, pick your pants up. What time is it? It's 3.42 p.m. Or 4.42 p.m., sorry. And the cutoff time was 4.45, and I was about 10 seconds away, and I just thought, Nobody would help me either. That's the other thing. You know, people are around. They see you dropping things, your, your pants, and they won't even help pick, you, pick them up. Honestly, nobody helped me at all. If I ever saw someone losing their pants, I would definitely <laughs> help pick them up. So the scarf was falling. It was pouring rain. But I made it to Victoria. I thought that was amazing. 3.42 out of Surrey at rush hour. You know, almost rush hour. And uh, in Victoria by 5.35 p.m., yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, hanging out there with um, all those sexy politicians over in uh, Victoria at the leader's dinner. You're a fan of hers, Christy Clark. I was surprised how much <laughs> of a fan I was uh, when I met her at the uh, women's conference, actually. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Once very you meet her, you become a, a fan. I brought you a little, um, I brought you a souvenir, but I can't find it in here. Anyway, I'll find <laughs> it <laughs> soon. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of fun. 
And uh, because I wanted to go over there and talk about my Women's Health Initiative Network. It's actually the Women's Working and Health Initiative Network, WIN. It's never been a better time for women. And, but, you know, a lot of things happen to women. Uterine fibroids, urinary incontinence, not so sexy. Vaginal health issues, vaginal dryness. And also bladder health issues as well and sexual health issues. And women don't realize that until they get any one of those issues like a bladder prolapse or painful sex or um, I know I'm turning you off, Matt, but uh, (laughs) uterine fibroids, that will, you know, you can get pain and bloating and you you can miss out on work and, and people don't realize Uh, These issues can occur in the prime of life in the 30s to 50s. And, you know, it can be a time when you're raising children, also maybe helping out your older parents. And and a lot of these uh, treatments do not get coverage. So people have to purchase them themselves and they're expensive and they may not be able to afford them. So I'm trying to advocate on behalf of women and anyone who wants to join me in doing that, you are more than welcome. Email me sextalk at cknw.com. It's a win as a national not-for-profit organization. You get to work with me if you want to help out at all. We have lots of fun events coming up soon. We're going to have a big ladies leadership uh, um, event party at the at the um, Canucks game that's going to be coming up in April, I do believe. So I might need some assistance, Matt, with uh, so we might need a token guy there. Yeah, man. Anyway, <laughs> somehow I knew that. Uh, we have a great program tonight. I'm delighted that Dr. John Weisler is joining me. He's a cardiologist to the to all the sports teams in the city, the BC Lions and the Canucks as well. Uh, uh, in addition to a few others, so uh, he'll be talking about heart failure. What happens when the heart fails? What? Why is it important that you take care of your health? And what, if some, what are some of those indicators? So we'll be talking all about that. I'm also speaking this week at the birth fair that's happening out at the Cloverdale Agriplex. I'm going to be advising new moms why it's important to have sex after the baby is born. No, I'll be talking a lot more about a lot more than that. I'm going to be talking about uh, pregnancy, postpartum, labor and delivery, postpartum depression, breastfeeding. Why breast is best, but formula is fine too. Uh, so just there's so much information. We're going to be talking with Christy Weber, the producer and creator of the Birth Fair, about eight fifteen tonight. Also going to be talking about mood lighting with uh, Debbie Lee Evans. She's a realtor from and an interior designer from West Vancouver. And I'll have to share a little bit later my absolute hilarious story when Twitter goes wrong. I mean, Trump has his troubles with Twitter, but I I had uh, I had a little trouble on Twitter last night myself. Uh, So we'll talk about that, and I look forward to talking with Debbie Lee Evans for all of your real estate needs in West Vancouver, where, you know, people make the best love over there, you know, in an expensive house and uh, (laughs) big-time property prices. Uh, So we're also going to be talking about dating. And uh, Jill Sinclair is the author of the book, Date Did What? And she uh, found herself divorced and on the dating crawl, on the online dating crawl. And she has written a hilarious book called Date Did What? And we're going to be talking about all of the frogs that she kissed before she finally found the one. So there is hope for you out there. So we have lots of subjects to uh, be talking about tonight. In addition to that, we're going to be talking about... um, uh, dating fraud. And did you know, Matt, that every three hours a dating, an online dating fraud incident is reported? I saw an article that you posted actually, and it was pretty shocking, but. I know, isn't it? I, I actually can't believe it. I really don't like to make judgments, but sometimes you just can't help it. And, uh, and so this is one I'm just like, really? You fall in love with somebody and you send them $60,000 over the internet? I just don't, un- you've never met them before. 
I just don't understand that. So that's why I know that uh, the brain takes over and there's chemicals and, you know, falling in love is, uh, is a complex issue, right? Yeah, definitely. There's all sorts of, all sorts of people out there that'll do something to make a buck. I've been... Make I've a been buck, caught steal a buck. And other things, but sometimes when you get excited, you do irrational things. And I guess that's the only way I can look at it, why people would send money or make other poor choices like I that. I suppose so. People send their inheritance. People send their uh, life insurance. Um, you know, they, they just send everything, basically. So, I mean, that, that should be the first sign when somebody asks for money. It should be an automatic no, you know, and it's a heartbreak. But, you know... We're optimistic as humans. Human nature is to be optimistic and hopeful, and we're kind and compassionate generally by nature. So, And also, we have to follow up, Matt, on the romantic Valentine's Day contest. I had a few more emails. I'm going to read those. And um, a little bit later, we're going to be reminded of Ken because, um, you know, Ken was in the top <laughs> spot. <I think. laughs> Ken and his whipped cream sundae. Um, yeah, that so uh, the dilemma of the temperature of the whipped cream was definitely my favorite. Oh, yeah, that's true. Exactly. So we, we were able to give some great sex advice on that, um, you know, about temperature and how that helps with sensation and how that can help to um, <laughs> with the hydraulics. Uh, anyhow, I have uh, an, another email. I'll just read it quickly. Dear Maureen, my most memorable sexual moment is still the first time we had sex on our wedding night. It was my first time. We were both terrible and just trying to make things fit and see what we liked. We laughed. We kept trying. We loved each other. It was great. We're married 12 years, and the sex keeps getting better. John. Okay. Um, I'm really looking for somebody who it, it wasn't sex with the person that they're with. That okay? sounds like alternative news to me. <laughs> It sounds like fake news. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. All right. Well, you, there's still probably people can call in, even though it's after uh, Valentine's Day, but they can still call in because we're flexible here, right? You know, we're we're open and we're flexible. So uh, give us a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It's a gift certificate to a restaurant. Salvia Volpe, uh, which I've eaten at. I have to try everything. I try everything I talk about here on the Sunday Night Sex Show. So uh, when I come back, we are going to be talking with Christy Weber of The Birth Fair. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this show for you this evening as I do every Sunday evening live. And it is always my pleasure to come to you. And I am so glad to have you here with me this evening. Uh, you may or may not know this about me, but I remember when I was the head nurse uh, for labor delivery, postpartum, special care nursery, pediatrics and pediatrics. I remember thinking, OK, they've all uh, nobody talks about sex here. You know, um, this is all they've obviously had sex <laughs> or all these babies wouldn't be born. But then there's no mention of it afterward. Uh, so hence, I um, decided to create a niche for myself in this field. No, uh, that's not really how it happened, but uh, sounds good. So pregnancy, labor and delivery, birth, postpartum, postpartum depression, breastfeeding. What is best? Breastfeeding, formula feeding. Uh, Montessori school, the uh, questions are endless. They go on and on for years and years. But we've never really had anything under one roof about 
bumps, babies, and beyond, but now we do. And I'm delighted to have Christy Weber, who is the creator and the producer of the Birth Fair, which is being held out in the Fraser Valley. It's out at the Cloverdale Agriplex. It's a brand new show, first of its kind. And there, there's going to be so much uh, that will be offered out there to provide moms and dads and siblings and grannies and glammies and grandpas and everybody with up-to-date, evidence-informed information about car seats and crying, pregnancy and postpartum and tears, all kinds of tears, the ones that flow from tear ducts and the ones that happen on the perineum. Uh, Good evening, Christy Weber. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So this is a personal issue for you. Tell me why you created the birth fair. Well, it all started with the birth of my son and not uh, feeling like I was able to get the information that I wanted before he came along. And it, it led to to me feeling like I wasn't informed and that the whole birth experience didn't go quite as I had hoped it would. And I ha- had I had more information beforehand, I think it could have been different. And so this is happening February 25th and 26th, this next coming Saturday and Sunday out at the Cloverdale Agriplex? That's correct. And we have a couple of tickets we can give away, Matt, 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. Although the tickets are only $5 and the proceeds go to benefit BC Women's Hospital. So tell me, who are some of the people that are going to be there, uh, Christy? Yeah, we've got doulas, chiropractors, massage therapists. We have uh, photographers, belly painters, belly casters. Makeup artists, because mums need to feel beautiful, too. Um, They absolutely do. That is just so important. And oftentimes, uh, mums forget about how they look. The children will be beautifully dressed, and they will forget about themselves. And it's actually really important. Uh, Actually, putting on makeup is associated with relieving depression in in women. I did not know that. Yes. There you go. Very important. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, There's a great book, um, The Noonday demon, I believe that it's called, and it was a man who suffered depression every at noontime uh, every day, and his work around how he helped other um, survivors of trauma and, and war, and uh, wow. utilizing makeup was very important in that. Um, so you also have some prizes that are going to be awarded and given out? What are some yeah, of those? that's right. Yeah, we have a Guzzy and Gust stroller, courtesy of TJ's The Kitty Store. We have a $1,000 photography package, which includes a maternity... Um, or a newborn and a cake smash and a six-month shoot. Uh, we have lots of other little prizes, high chairs, uh, nutritional consults, fitness programs, all sorts of stuff. And everybody gets a goodie bag, or first 250 people that uh, arrive at the door each day gets a goodie bag? That's correct. Which is fantastic. That's always nice to get all those lovely little goodies to take home and spoil yourself with. And um, I understand uh, Michelle Cambolis is going to be speaking. Yes, she is. Michelle's speaking on both days, on, on different topics. And for people who don't know Michelle? She is a family therapist, also the author of a book called Generation Stress, and she writes a column for the Vancouver Sun. And she'll be talking about coping strategies for new parents in that first year. That's on Saturday. And on Sunday, she'll be speaking about the top 12 questions that parents have. And she'll be around to answer questions as well after her talk? 
Yeah, that's correct. She's got a booth at the fair. Excellent. And I'll be around as well, so you can ask me any question at all after my talk, um, which will encompass everything, as I say. Uh, generally try to squeeze everything in as possible, as much as I can, into tight spaces. But um, I um, also, we have a very special guest. Uh, one of the Real Housewives of Vancouver is going to be there sharing her birth stories as well. That's right. I'm so excited to hear those. Yes, Ronnie Holly Negus will be joining us, and she's also going to be talking about her path to sobriety. So uh, that is also an issue for women, um, drinking excessively. Some women have challenges around managing the stress after the baby is born or the expectation around perfection and being the best mother possible doesn't come with a, a manual uh you know, in order a manual to, uh, we wouldn't read it anyway because men, women tend not to read <laughs> instruction manuals anyway. I'm just like, I've never read one in my entire life. Uh, I'd rather throw the thing away than actually read it. But uh, so, so kids don't come with that. Uh, and, and so we benefit when women share stories with other women, they empower other women as well. And so it's helpful to share experiences of labor and delivery and, and pregnancy and postpartum that so women don't have to feel alone and new moms don't have to feel alone and ashamed and embarrassed. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You nailed it in your blog post when you were t- saying that it really takes a village because it absolutely does. It does take a village and everyone has a new role and everybody, you know, people don't want to overstep that role and people don't want to, you know, they don't know how to behave and how to act. And so, so much information. I'm delighted that you're having this event. I Congratulations to you for putting Thank this you. on and, and for doing this for uh, so many moms in the community. So it's, it's February 25th and 26th at the Cloverdale Agriplex in Surrey, British Columbia. The website is www.birthfair.com And people can get tickets if they haven't called in to win them here tonight. How can they people get tickets? Can. Yep, they can go to birthfair.com slash tickets and you'll find your $5 tickets there. That is fantastic. Christy, thank you so much. I look forward to being there and speaking about this subject, which I'm very passionate about on uh, Saturday. What time am I speaking? Do you know off the top? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Twice. I think it was like 10 a.m., I think. Is that the time? I've got to get up early oh, once God. again. <laughs> no pottying on Friday night for me. Uh, <laughs> the schedule will be online this week. I know, and then I'm, I'll be uh, talking with Ronnie in the afternoon as well. So, And I'll be around all day, so if people have any questions. So I look forward to that. Thank you very much for inviting me to speak. Our pleasure. All right. The Birth Fair, Friday, uh, February 25th and 26th, Saturday and Sunday at the Cloverdale Agripex in Surrey, British Columbia. I hope you'll be there. Okay. So uh, now we're actually going to, oh, we're going to, we have new times here on the show and we're actually going to head on to break. But when I come back, we're going to be talking with Dr. John Weisler. He is the doctor to all of those uh, sports team stars that we have in this city. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. It is always my pleasure to be here live with you every Sunday evening, and it's more than my pleasure to have Dr. John Weisler join me in the studio every time he comes in here. And uh, tonight is one of those nights, and we are talking heart failure. Good evening, Dr. Weisler. Good evening, Maureen. Thanks oh. for having me. Oh, thank you for coming into the studio. And uh, I must also mention that you are the heart 
doctor to uh, our sports teams here in this town, the Whitecaps, the Lions, the BC Lions, and the Canucks. Yes, that's right. It's a, it's a great privilege to work for, for those teams and other athletes as well. It's Absolutely. a fantastic part of my practice. I sat next to one of the um, Lions at, uh, at, this, at the Pink Shirt Luncheon on Friday. Oh, great. Great cause. Yeah. The Lions have supported for a long time. They have, yeah. And he was a great MC and he was a great auctioneer. And I got the uh, prize. <laughs> I'm not sure that nice was so work. great, but anyway, nice work. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that giving over money later that, yep. <laughs> that you don't have. Um, but anyway, uh, so we're talking heart failure and I chose the subject because you're opening up a heart failure clinic on the North Shore. That's right. It's uh, it's opening probably as early as next week. Um, my cardiologist partners and I are going to be working with a nurse practitioner who we're hiring uh, to um you know, provide comprehensive care to patients and uh, have them seen quickly and frequently to uh, really make them as, as healthy as we can. And so tell me what heart failure is, or tell our listeners what heart so, failure is. I mean, heart failure is a bad term. Your heart still works. It maybe just doesn't work well enough. And so there's a, it's, it's caused by a whole bunch of different uh, problems you can have with your heart. The most common would be heart attacks, but there are others. And your heart just doesn't work well enough to get blood moving around the body quickly enough for what your body needs. So uh, patients with heart failure, they're often tired and out of breath, and then they can also you know, uh, accumulate a lot of fluid because their heart's not working properly. So their ankles swell, they get out of breath, uh, they can't, uh, they, they get out of breath when they lie down. So they, you know, if you have heart failure, you're not going to feel like having sex or being active in the bedroom, you know. Uh, no, it, you're it not, but I've quality. trained you well, I will say. <laughs> there you go. That's right. It, it all relates back to sex, Marine. It but, all uh, does, but, uh, always does. So, so heart failure and heart failure is a, is a, is a huge problem. Uh, on, on the North Shore, we have a lot of patients with, with heart failure and um, even with cardiologists like myself and with our family physician colleagues, uh, we can't see these patients often enough or frequently enough to get them, you know, uh, properly treated with medications and to teach them how to look after themselves, uh, looking after themselves, taking their medications, monitoring their fluid and what they eat with their diet. Uh, huge parts of managing congestive heart failure and living well with, with this condition. So it's exciting to be able to offer this new service. It's fantastic. And so heart failure is on the rise as more people survive and live longer. And there's a, there's a higher um, demographic, higher age demographic of people on the North Shore. And so is that why? That's a, that's a big part of the reason. And that's a big part of the reason why I th decided that we should start this clinic and uh, I've had a lot of help from my partners but this is something I've been working on and designing for you know three or four years now uh, and and you're right it's the elderly population heart disease is the number one killer of both men and women and um, uh, with our with our population on the North Shore travel can be difficult to get to downtown where we do have you know colleagues who are very skilled with this but there's a clear need for something uh, more for our community. Are there other heart uh, heart failure clinics uh, in Vancouver, and is it, is it is it a thing? Is it there um, are so yeah. It's it's <laughs> and and the whole idea is that it's it's more than what and I mean as, as cardiologists we're well trained we can do a lot. Family doctors are well trained they can do a lot, but we we go beyond what uh, with these clinics they're interprofessional. So uh, we have based our clinic on you know, on the model of clinics that are that are done elsewhere. So done in, in Vancouver and Vancouver General and St. Paul's and the our doctors and nursing colleagues there have been very generous with their time and giving us guidance to, to set up this clinic. Uh, this model of clinic involves nurses and other professionals, so it's more comprehensive for the patients. So it's a little bit more holistic, if you will, than what we would tend to focus on in our traditional medical practice. There's more time, you know, patients. Uh, we, we already, our group is pretty good, I think, with having patients ask questions, but we're able to answer more questions, try to 
look after their fears and anxieties about living with heart disease. Right. And so is this a one-stop shop for um, heart failure? Can, can people do, can patients do everything there? P- pretty close. I mean, I mean, we, there, there's the odd patient who's going to have a really advanced illness that we'll still need to re- refer to our downtown colleagues, but the vast majority of people with heart failure are people that we can help. And we don't do it ourselves. I mean, we do it, uh, there's the cardiologist, there's our office staff, there's our nurse practitioner. We work in collaboration with our family physician colleagues, our community internists, our other uh, referring doctors that might work with us. So right, but can they have stress tests done and ECGs yes, we, done in your office? We do the all, all of those testing. Yes, that's right. Everything that's non-invasive we can do. Okay, I remember my father had a heart attack and um, he and afterward he had a stress test. I just want to give you a little warning of what can happen. And he had a stress test and he was had started to get chest pain after um, during this the stress test. And of course they instructed him to stop if he got chest pain, but he mm-hmm didn't stop once he got the chest pain because the guy next to him was still going and he right. thought he could keep up with him. Right. And so there's that competition between people and denial around heart health. Yes, uh, I mean, that's that's very true. I mean, and that is one, I mean, we're very careful to try and uh, have patients not have any problems when they do their stress test, but we do have two stress machines. They're separated by a curtain, so we really try to limit the amount of competition, so I hope that's not an issue, but uh, but uh, but denial is a big a big problem, and I mean, we, we see patients almost every day that can't believe their symptoms are from their heart or think it's just their reflux, and, you know, maybe they came in because their spouse or significant other or somebody they, that cares about them drag them in to see us. So we, we see that almost every day. Right. Sure. And so lifestyle has a lot to do with it. And so I see a lot of patients in my clinical practice. They've been drinking for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Every single day they drink. And mm-hmm. they have, I just see this, that they have this sort of extra inch of fluid around mm-hmm. their entire body. And when they stop drinking, you see that fluid go away. Also people with high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Nobody understands what high blood pressure is. Nobody understands, or not nobody, but few you people, when you ask them what their blood pressure mm-hmm. is, they'll say, oh, my doctor said it was fine. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, well, what was it? And they'll say, mm-hmm. oh, it was like 47. You know, they have no idea, mm-hmm. you know. Um, how important, or uh, being obese or overweight, there are some things that people mm-hmm. who are within a normal weight, healthy, do every day, like weigh themselves every day, exercise every day. I mean, you really don't need your doctor's permission to get up off the couch, do you? That's right. No, and it's all the boring stuff, Maureen, that people kind of know they should do anyways, but you know, maybe they don't want to or they feel they don't have time for. So like what you mentioned, um, cutting down on alcohol, uh, not smoking, uh, exercising regularly most days of the week, eating a healthy diet, minimizing the amount of salt that you take, and then knowing your numbers, so your blood pressure, your cholesterol, your blood sugar, those are all key to uh, staying healthy and you know not needing our services in the first place. That's right. And a lot of women get thyroid disease or think they have thyroid disease. If they're tired, they automatically put it to thyroid disease. But that's one of the lesser known medical conditions that may contribute to heart failure. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. I mean, if, you, if you're feeling tired, it's important that you be evaluated by your, uh, by your health provider, your physician or nurse practitioner. And, you know, you have a comprehensive review. So you look for things like the thyroid, which is, I think, unrecognized in two to three million Canadians or something have a underactive thyroid and don't realize it. It's just, a, it's a gland in our neck that regulates our body's metabolism and it just becomes quiet and underactive often without us being aware. And then also looking for things like anemia is more common than you would think and other causes. Uh, Absolutely. So sure. And, and um, gaining weight, it's really important with heart failure because, and that's why daily Mm-hmm. Uh, weights are, are vital as well because if you gain more than three pounds over one to two days, that could be a significant 
factor in your treatment or in your care. That's right. If, if you have heart failure, you're prone to accumulating fluid, and which will give you all the symptoms, make it hard for you to breathe and, and so forth. And self-monitoring is something that we teach patients, uh, just like you said, two to three pounds over a two to three day period. Uh, and, and then you should be thinking about adjusting your diuretic or calling for advice. And, and that fatigue thing, you know, that hits a lot of people and especially women, especially when women take on too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can also contribute. I mean, women can be tired for years and then, but the indication or the reason for that fatigue might change and it might be heart disease. And, and a lot of people don't realize just how common heart disease is. And you said it's the number one killer in men and women, but we don't think about women and heart disease. It's often under-recognized in women, I think, for a whole bunch of of different reasons. I mean, there are other diseases that are also very important and they're maybe better at advocating for for themselves and for treatment. And it's good that they do that, but we also have to remember that heart disease is still the number one killer for women. And then um, it's sort of a a stereotype too of of the person with chest pain. So men are more likely to get when they have uh, heart attacks or heart disease, they're more likely to get the typical crushing chest pain uh, and they they look unwell, they're sweating. Women can get that, but they can get other, you know, funny symptoms. They can get sudden fatigue. They can be really sweaty. They can be out of breath. They can be nauseated, get pain in their stomach or up in their jaw. So their symptoms are more likely to be unusual or what we call atypical and not be the classic chest pain that, you know, most doctors would think of as possibly being. And they're still doing the housework, they're still working outside the home, they're still picking up the kids, making the lunches, doing it all during, still pushing themselves during all of that. So, you know, the other thing is blood pressure. I honestly know a lot of men who have high blood pressure. A lot of men Mm -hmm. in my clinical practice have high blood pressure. They also have a bit of added weight on, they have the abdominal girth, they're having sexual health issues, they're having erection function issues, and they refuse to get their hypertension treated. You know, they're happier knowing that there are some conservative measures weigh themselves, change their diet, cut down on the alcohol. But sometimes men and women need antihypertensives and they don't want to take them. Mm-hmm. How important is it for somebody to take an antihypertensive? It's, I mean, it's extremely important. Uh, and we have data that patients that are started on a medic- medication for blood pressure, because you might not feel too bad uh, when you have high blood pressure, um, up to half of them just stop it and uh, within one year of starting st- being, prescribed the, being prescribed the treatment. So a lot of patients don't want to take their pills or stop taking them uh, out of fear, I think, out of the medications, which are by and large, they're extremely safe. The erectile dysfunction that you mentioned is a good point. Erectile dysfunction in a man should always be uh, assessed by uh, a healthcare provider because it can be a sign of of, of more serious physical disease. Not that erectile dysfunction is not serious, but of other uh, physical Well, it can disease, be indicative of diabetes. Know, high blood pressure, diabetes, and, and so forth. Exactly. And then lifestyle management with blood pressure is always step one. You do want to try to work on your weight, exercise, especially if you're not exercising already, moderate your salt and, and alcohol intake and stop smoking. Um, if you've tried that for sort of a three to six month period, and some people would argue even lesser time than that, then you should go on treatment. The medicines are very safe and they're extremely effective at making you live longer, avoid heart attack and avoid stroke and all the other complications of high blood pressure. So uh, they are really important. If you're anxious about the medications, just mention your anxieties to your doctor because they're often something that we can discuss and, and work through with you. And increased urination at night is a symptom. You mentioned some of the other symptoms. We, th- we They go along with it, fatigue, shortness of breath, um, 
uh, retention of fluid, but you don't think of increased urination at night because that can be a number of other things, but it could also mean heart heart. failure. Yep, increased urination at night, um, being unable to lie down without getting out of breath, and then uh, a milder form is waking up after you've been asleep for a couple hours, waking up having to sit up and catch your breath because uh, fluid that's been accumulating in our body uh, redistributes while we're sleeping and makes it harder for us to breathe. Exactly. Well, congratulations on your opening uh, on the opening of your clinic. I'm Thank really you excited much. for you. I think it's great, and I'm really excited for the patients of the North Shore. Thank you. It's fantastic, it's a and uh, yeah, so it's much um, just better comprehensive care. Um, and you're, you have a great team over there. And um, you're, how, how would somebody get referred to the heart failure clinic? So the, the best way is to ask your family physician or nurse practitioner for a referral. That way, you know, it falls within uh, MSP coverage and you'll be able to, to access us. So um, <clears throat> just ask your family doctor for a referral to the North Shore Heart Function Clinic. We're well known on the North Shore. We're the only group of cardiologists in practice. And we're pleased now to work with our nurse practitioner. So um, you can go to our website at NS func- uh, sorry, nsheartfunction.ca is our new website, which has more information. Uh, but we'd be you know, happy to, to see and evaluate you. And um, with our, our new nurse practitioner colleague, we're able to offer rapid access and frequent, uh, frequent assessments. That's great. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for all that great information. Thanks for coming into the studio as usual. Thank you and, very much, uh, Maureen. Great to yeah, be here. Yeah, so good luck with uh, the opening this week. Thank you. All right. Lovely to have you. All right, so when I come back, we're going to talk about mood lighting. Do you look better in the dark? I do. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. We are into the second hour of sex. We can get a little bit more risque. Oh, we're not actually, we're not actually into the second hour yet. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I am blonde. I have mentioned that before, correct? Uh, quite blonde, really blonde, seriously blonde. Uh, anyway, we're, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I was going to say this. I'm Maureen McGrath hosting this show. If I were in the market for a house in West Vancouver, I would hire this realtor because she's not just a realtor. She's an interior designer as well. And I believe that is really important, especially in this market when you can buy a teardown or a piece of junk and you may or may not have that added uh, ability to see the future, to uh, visualize what the potential that a house could have. And Debbie Lee Evans can certainly do that for you. Welcome to the studio, Debbie. Hi, Maureen. How are you tonight? Great, thanks. Oh, good. Now we're going to talk about the mood lighting, yeah. okay? And uh, so mood lighting is important, I think. I mean, some people like to have sex with their lights off, yeah. but, uh, you know, to entice people to, toward intimacy or, or to help people get in the mood, lighting's important. So tell me what's the latest in lighting in West Vancouver. Well, I think... Um, and other homes, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, the last few weeks, we talked about the bed. We got people, you know, talked about the bed and the comfort of it, automation last week, and people still aren't feeling the mood. You know, we've got the winter blues. We're kind of feeling down. Some people have the, you know, the sad seasonal disorder. Um, so chromotherapy light actually deals with the spectrum of light with seven colors. And people with actual that have the SAD, like the seasonal Situ- disorder. Situational affective disorder. Yes. yes um, which is common in the wintertime, yeah, especially here in Vancouver. Yeah, quite often they'll use like a bright light therapy or a natural light. Yes. But some people have sensitivities to that. So with chromotherapy light, which is generally usually used in spas, showers, bathtubs, stuff like that, they're dealing with seven spectrums of lighting that deals with um, the science of using color to adjust body vibration. So... 
I find that makes a huge difference in people. It, you know, different colors cause, you know, they'll calm the system. Um, Red excites the system. We know that increases blood flow to the genitalia. I've never heard of chromotherapy lighting, to be honest with you. I've actually got a tub with chromotherapy lights in it. Nice. Sounds good. I haven't got a clue what it is, but it sounds good. Like I said, it deals with seven different lights instead of one. And of course, red, yes. And are they all different colors that it changes all the time? It is. It's red, blue, green. So they all have a different effect on the body. And so they're all kind of working at the same time, stimulating the system. So, of course, like you said, red is the hottest color. It stimulates, it causes um, increase of energy, you know, it affects the adrenaline glands. Um, So it just, it causes like the fire in the body. And it's used, you know, it's the hot color for Valentine's Day. And, you know, men love women in a red dress. And that's very strategic. Absolutely. And so if you're looking for a guy, I think that a red dress is really important. But anyway, I digress. Go ahead. And so red and paint in a master bedroom is a little bit too stimulating quite often. But if you use it in lighting... It can be done, you know, specific time for your mood. So is this lighting, um, is is the different colors of it subtle or is it? Yes, uh, it's so an it's LED, usually LED nowadays. Okay. And it'll come on and kind of flicker at different kind of times. Quite often you'll see it in um, shower fixtures in the roof, like of the shower. In the ceiling. Stuff, or in the bathtub, like I said. The spas use it and saunas, like in infrared saunas. So it totally depends, you know, how you use it. But you could even, like, if you were renovating, you could add the lights in your shower or in your bedroom. Is it the matter of a light bulb or is it a particular fixture? They almost, like a lot of them almost look like little round puck lights, like you would see underneath your cabinet, that type of thing. Yes. But they'll have a series of them with different lights coming on at different time. And so it'll help people feel better about themselves. It does. Uh, it may lighten their mood. It calms, you know. You know helps people sleep, perhaps. Harmony, sleep. Yeah, it has all different types of effects of vibrations on the body. So a lot of people don't know about it. Um, but if you go into bathroom, like into a bathroom center or something like that, and you ask about it, they'll know about the chromotherapy lighting. Chromotherapy and it does, lighting yeah. can help your love life and your sex life and your mood In and ability to aspects. sleep. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. I mean, I think light is important exactly. and we and don't color, get enough here. Yeah, like color therapy in general, um, like in the doctor's office, um, they'll do blue because it's calming. Oh, really? We're actually just looking to paint our office over in North Vancouver. Yes, and we were saying quite we're a soothing, calming time color. to let the baby poo yeah, uh, exactly. brown go. And the doctor who... <laughs> and green is more was, harmony, which makes sense. Um, so green is these, more harmony. Blue is trusting as well. Yes. Is it not? So there's different effects I wanted to go white. I'm voting for cloud white myself. But anyway. Exactly. And then, you know, when you're dealing with a disorder, like you're feeling down the winter blues, like I said, a lot of times they'll do white light, like a brighter kind of daylight. Yes. But if you have sensitivities, that's not good. So when you're mixing all these colors together and they're kind of, you know, stimulating you in all different ways, then your mood changes. It increases. You calm. You feel better. You feel rested. And then, yes, you also, with the red, you feel stimulated, and so it increases sexual desire. Well, this is fantastic, and this is why being an interior designer is important when you are a real estate agent. And how can people get in touch with you in order to sell their home or buy a new one? It's pretty easy. My website is debbieevans.ca. That's fantastic. Debbie, thank you so much for coming into the studio tonight to talk Lighting and sex and your relationship. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News.
Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.